Hey everyone, how's it going? Uh, welcome to Know Your Gear QA number 91. And uh, last day of November. So we got one more month and then we're in 2019. Welcome to and, Know Your uh, QA. Had to mute that, of course. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm very excited, right? We're in basically tomorrow. We're in just December, and uh, so we got a lot planned and a lot going on. And I'll give some updates as well as answer some questions and talk about what's been going on lately. A lot of stuff going on. First, I just want to do a shout out to Lefty Mike, man. Lefty Mike said earlier he's having a bad day, and this is going to be a highlight for him. I'm glad it's a highlight for you. I've had bad days before, man. I know they suck, and. Uh, just remember to play your guitar, have some fun, and uh, and uh, enjoy the the hour as we have fun, man. So, uh, just want to say hi to Lefty Mike. Okay, so uh, what else do we got going on? We got a lot of people jumping on right now, so maybe it's a good time to just talk about some of the cool stuff that is going on. That is uh, lately, I have a list. I always have a list here, They're like David Letterman, a list of things to go on. Um, what are we going to talk about? First thing we're going to talk about is the Tone Wood Wars uh, article. So as you guys know, on the website, we have a thing called Gear Wars, uh, which is uh, a cool little article that we have from two of our writers on the uh, on the um, uh, website. Here it is. This is it. And this week, they decided to attack or attack the topic or maybe tackle the topic of Tone Wood. Uh, so it, it's a really fun. It's, it's good. It's good fun. And what's really nice is this is Matt and Mike. And, uh, obviously, uh, Matt is in the UK and Mike is in the USA and, uh, they get to, they take a side and they kind of argue something out. And what's great about this, what I love about it, besides it's just good, good, good content is it's something fun to read. It's easy to read. You can read on your phone, but what's really cool is they don't really get to pick, uh, their side. So don't think that, um, uh, you know what they really believe the things that they argue like any good debate they get aside and then they have to argue that point and I always find that's the most enlightening thing is when you have to argue a point you don't agree with sometimes it doesn't really change your mind but it gives you insight into the other person's attitudes so it's just fun right so not that we want to start the tone word tone would debate again but i think it's just something that people still are curious about and it'd be nice to see an argument between two people without anybody's death threats <laughs> whatever it is that goes on out there so we'll we'll do that um let's see oh okay so i i got a question already pinned but give me a second mike i'm going to get your question uh the other thing i want to do on the announcements before we get into the qa is i just want to thank everyone that joined me on the 21st on reddit if you guys didn't see the announcement i was on reddit uh ask me anything and uh, that was a very very exciting experience because i had no idea what to do uh and it was really cool and um i sat there and i answered questions for about two and a half hours and i went back and tried to answer as many questions as possible over the next three or four days um felt like i think i answered questions for at least six seven hours total combined i think maybe Maybe just feel like that. But anyways, uh, so I'm sorry if I didn't get to anyone's questions. I'll probably poke back in there and see if I can answer some more. But I want to thank everyone. You guys had amazing questions. Uh, by far, it was one of the funnest things. And unlike uh, on this live show, it was nice because even though we're typing them, the questions could be really detailed and then my answers could be a little bit more detailed coming back. So it was a really enlightening experience and it was really kind of them to ask me to be on that. And um, I just want to thank you, everybody on the uh, Guitar Reddit uh, uh, for, for inviting me to do it. Thank you. All right. Uh, what else do we have going on? We have a question and it's from Mike. 
So let's get to Mike's question. Mike Larson says, easiest way to tell if a rosette is inlaid or a sticker. Uh, that's a tough one because the main thing that you want to do is feel it. You can feel uh, the sticker will have... It's tough. I'm trying to think about how I've done it over the years. I mean, really, the big tail sometimes is the price, but but mostly what you want to do is uh, you can feel it. You can feel, even when they inlay, uh, inlay it, there's a little bit of raise in it. And I don't mean like a decal where it's just a, you know, just a little bit above the, the wood. You can kind of sense that there's no sink in or there's no router in. Um, trying to think what else I've used to kind of detect that. Because if you've seen in a lot of videos, I'll point that out. I'll say, oh, yeah, this is real rosette or this is a decal. But mostly it's by a sense of just over the years of feeling and seeing. Uh, but what am I looking for? I think what I'm looking for when I'm doing it is, again, I'm looking for uh, that feeling to see that it's actually in set in there. And also sometimes I'm looking for, you can see that a sticker is going to be absent of the fiber details. In other words, the pieces of wood in there, the pieces of rosette in there, they'll be colors but they won't have the little grains in them and stuff the the, de the decals can only be so uh detailed so a lot of times the rosettes just have so much detail and not in the little details of the picture but in the actual like pick a spot like a grid or a little piece of the rosette and look at it and uh, you you can kind of tell that way sometimes too so um but uh, that was a good question all right uh let's see what else uh what do we got going on yeah, you guys got a lot of questions there's already 460 of us uh happy friday okay all right i'm gonna try and read this one from billet billet says hey phil this is the first time i can enjoy your live show really love what you're doing just can't stop watching videos keep on a good thing going oh that was cool i love it when i answer questions so you know sometimes it's like i i read real fast and i go that would be a good one and sometimes like that i just pick one randomly to see if we find something cool um and then brad i'm just real quick brad coleman says hey phil glad you're here submitted my question to you yesterday via email okay i'll look for that brad i uh have been really busy preparing for december December is going to be really busy. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, I think this is pretty obvious. If you haven't seen a lot of YouTuber content lately, uh, November and December, the ad rates go up. So of course you get paid more for the same amount of content. So if I make a video that gets 10,000 views, uh, that same 10,000 views in this month, uh, the month of end of November, beginning of December, will pay me slightly more. So you see a lot of YouTubers start creating a lot more content because it's uh, you get paid a little bit more for the same amount of work. It's the same amount of work as you would do when the rates are at the lowest. Um, so you try to create more content. That is a that is definitely a motivator. My other issue for me is uh, I have goals for content for each year, and I uh, have a lot of content that I need to get out before the end of the year that I'd like to have starting the fresh year uh, done with. So I have a lot of that uh, doing uh, that stuff. Plus, um, as you guys know, when I said I did Sharpen Axe number 12, I said there'd be two in November and two in December. And of course, now there's going to be three in December. One got pushed back. Uh, there was an issue. It happens. It just happens. There was delays. Uh, but on that note, like I said, I always like the segues into the announcements. We got some sponsors for Sharpen My Axe. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. Uh, GraphTech, uh, Graf, GraphTech is one. Jamstacks. Let me show you Jamstacks. Um, Jamstacks reached out, of course, and uh, oh, I can't find it. Here it is. Jamstacks. Just so you know what I'm talking about, because it just seems a, like a, such a strange thing to mention. 
jam stacks. Here you go. This is it. It's a little portable amplifier. You've seen it. I'm sure you guys have seen it. And if you haven't, here it is. It's this cool little amplifier that you connect to your guitar. Now, I haven't tried it or seen it in person. It's on its way. But the what's great is uh, they reached out to us, uh, you know, to see if we would review it and stuff. And we approached them with something we've never done before. We said, look, we do these things called Sharpen My Axe. We're looking for companies to help us because financially they're 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 really tough. All right. Uh, for me, because it takes so much time. You know, I was talking about the last, uh, uh, sharp my accent. It was 22 minute video. And if you look at that video, you understand that 22 minutes is the same as a 30 minute TV show minus commercials. So when you think about all the editing and time and the, and of course the build in it, it, it's, it's a lot of effort. So they, uh, they're one of the ones and then PRS stepped up and, and, uh, did a, a sponsorship. Now, when I say these Jamstacks and PRS, they're sponsoring one episode each. So that's, what's great. Uh, it's, it's cool that we can get, in fact, as long as this keeps happening, we'll just keep doing sharper max type videos. Uh, and, uh, I'm excited about that. Um, uh, because like I said, there's companies that want to send us parts and I appreciate that and we need parts, but really the killer for me financially is the shipping, you know, shipping stuff to people. Um, you'll see there's an episode coming. You can see where it's, I mean, I had to lay out, you know, probably $700 to make the video. So it's, it's just tough. That's a lot of, that's a lot of money for a video that makes two, $300 at, at best. So, um, Having that said, I'm excited about that. So I thought that would be a good time to mention that right now, uh, especially give those guys a shout out because, uh, you know, if they're going to sponsor, that's great. Uh, and that's, I was really shocked by that. In fact, I tried to get some sponsors for the tech tip videos. Uh, that's why a lot of people, and I know it's going to come up today, is what happened to tech tip videos. That was my fault. I got a great idea. I got excited about tech tip video. I reached out to Seymour Duncan to see if they would like to sponsor it or help with like the sharper max and tech tips. And there was some back and forth between uh, us, uh, me and Seymour Duncan. And what ended up happening was they just don't have it in their budget to, to do anything. Uh, and so, uh, that kind of, you know, that, so that kind of made that idea have to go a different direction. So we're going to look for somebody else to kind of help for that. Um, for that project. Again, we're, you know, that's what you're trying to do. I'm trying to stay, I'm trying to, trying to keep flush on a lot of stuff, you know, just trying to make the stuff make financial sense when we do those kind of project videos. Plus that it helps us with uh, some of the crazy stuff we're going to do. All right, let's do some questions. What else do we got? Uh, okay. I know I have some pen ones. Give me, you know what I didn't do was it didn't open my screen see i got out of practice i missed one episode last friday for the holiday and now all of a sudden it's like i've never done this before okay give me one quick second guys because uh the super chats i like to pin them so that's what i'm doing right now is i'm pinning them because i don't want to lose them and i also want to move around freely and look for questions okay so here's what we have uh Curtis P says, how do I join a band? You know, that's a great question. And it sounds like it, it's probably not, but it is because, you know, the way we used to join bands a long time ago is you went to music stores and there was like papers and they would do that stuff. And then now there's, uh, in most places, you're going to have your free uh, newspapers. You know, here we have like the New Times, but it's a, these free like um, newspapers that you find in front of grocery stores and stuff. And then they have ads in the back and of course Craigslist, but I have had bad experiences uh, trying to uh, meet up with some musicians. So the, 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 the trick is how do you join a band is a tricky thing because 
Uh, first thing you do is you got to find a band that needs what you do. And that's, that's the thing you have to be prepared for the most do something. So let me give you an example as a, like as a bass player, what I do is I try to say, okay, this is the skill sets I have. And then I try to go find a band that fits my skill sets. But if you're new and you've never been in a band before, this is my first piece of advice. If you haven't been in a band before, don't be picky about the band. I gave this, I'll give you the advice I gave my son once. My son was uh, looking for a job and I told him, just go interview at places. Doesn't matter where, because the odds are you're probably not going to get hired because he was new and he didn't have any experience. He had no work experience. And that, and that you don't want to go to the job that you desperately want and be the first time you ever interviewed because it's going to be a disaster, right? You want some interview experience. So if you haven't been in a band before, just go and try out four bands. Now, I'm not telling you to go waste anybody's time, but don't be picky. And the reason I say don't be picky is because you will gain experience interacting with those musicians. And you might be shocked. A lot of times, I think a lot of people kind of see it as these musicians aren't as good as me or this band is I'm better than this or this is not what I want. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's as easy as you just need to start interacting. Musicians are about Inter music is about interacting. You just need to start interacting. So, uh, so I think that's where you would, you should focus first as fourth is, uh, that's the best way to join a band is find somebody. Uh, the other thing is if you can't do that, find a friend and start a band that always works. Most bands, that's how, that's how most of my bands I've ever been in started. Um, we started them. So, so, okay. Next question we have, uh, is, Uh, okay. Uh, lefty, lefty in the dust said quilter interblock 45 pedal. Do you have any experience? Would you do a review? Uh, I haven't had experience. I've been seeing it popping up in my feeds as I was looking. Um, I, I just haven't seen it. Um, I think I, I did. I think you guys know I did a quilter, uh, review, uh, two years ago, like when my channel first started and I reached out to them and, and bought a unit. I loved it, but it didn't have reverb. So I sold it and then they came up with one reverb, but you know, I already had kind of made the purchase and I was trying to make sense of it. So that's the thing with Quilter. If I was going to buy any, I'll tell, I can tell you this about Quilter. Uh, if I was going to buy anything in that category, like a lightweight, solid state kind of uh, technology like that, Quilter is who I buy from. I love those guys. I love their quality. I love everything about them. I like the vibe. Um, like I said, if I'm in the market for that stuff, I promise that's where I'd buy that stuff. Uh, that pedal, that being said, I don't, I don't know. I haven't tried that pedal. If I was going to buy a quilter product, I would buy the same thing I had before when I reviewed, but with reverb, that's what I would get next for me. That would fit my needs. So the interblock 45 pedal would have to be a, they send it to me to review kind of thing. You know what I mean? For, you know, like, cause you guys are interested in it and stuff, but I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I have tried, I've tried in the, this year, this year specifically because the channel size, I tried to start reaching out to companies more about reviews and it's really been horrible. Uh, in fact, it's, it's, it's the biggest waste of time I've ever done in my life is trying to interact with companies. What you find is, is that a lot of companies, um, I spend so much time kind of giving them my resume of the channel. Like, Hey, here's the size, here's the stats, here's the thing, here's what I'd like to do. Um, and I'm just not equipped for this. Uh, and, and when I mean equipped, I mean, I get it that most of the, the YouTubers are uh, do this and they can get the companies even pay them and stuff. But my experience with companies for the whole uh, 60, 70% of them is uh, I end up doing a lot of email back and forth. I spend a lot of time on a phone and then it just never ends up going anywhere. And it just, after a while, it you realize, man, there's just better time uh, spent. So I'm focused more on, on making content uh, and that's why I think my content always suffers whenever I start trying to interact with companies. 
So I try to stay away from them now as a whole. Um, what else? Uh, any experience? Okay, here's one. Uh, Michael Sanchez says, hey, Phil, any experience with the JHS pedals, little black amp box pedal? No, I haven't tried it. You know, I've only played, uh, well, technically two JHS pedals ever. And that's the the Andy Timmons I reviewed. I still have it, uh, although I'm going to get rid of it. And I got the, the boss one after that. And that's why I'm going to get rid of the first one because I like the boss one. I don't say better, but uh, I like boss pedals and I feel like it gets close enough to the uh, to the that pedal sound. So this is the only two JHS pedals I've, I've ever done. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I just, I just don't know. There's no JHS pedal dealers near me. So like I bought that one that one time, I just bought it on Sweetwater. That's the end of that. Um, and uh, uh, so, I mean, again, like I said, I don't have any relationships with pedal companies, so they're not going to send that stuff out. Uh, that's how it works. Okay. So um, what else do we got? Um, we have... <laughs> okay uh here's one from sarang it says hey phil jaguar or jazz master to get something different sound uh for use in the studios which one has more unique tone and tonal operations uh sarang this is a tough question for me because i'm gonna i'm gonna start with the easy answer for me i use a jazz master because i like 25 and a half inch scale the jaguar is a 24 and three quarters scale so uh i think right it's 24 and three quarters or 25 and a half i think it's 24 and three quarters anyways uh the point is i like the jazz master scale length i'm not a big fan of the jaguar scale length uh i'm not a uh, i'm a big just all-around fan of the jazz master and not the jaguar and ironically i like the way the Jan jaguar looks better than the jazz master i like the kind of the cool pickups with those uh, with the uh, the metal uh i don't know what you call that um on the side of ja Jaguar pickups, the single coils, they use these metal, um, like I want to say weave, weaving things. I don't know what you would call that. That's what's tough, man. I'm trying to think. Anyways, it doesn't matter. They're there to help them kind of be less, more noiseless. In fact, they're not much different than what's in a lace pickup on the sides of a lace pickup. And uh, I want to say honeycomb, but it's not like a honeycomb either. Anyways, a comb. That's that's kind of what it looks like. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, I prefer Jazzmaster for a lot of reasons, uh, and 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 but Jaguars are just as cool. It, to me, it's not about the tone options. For me, it's about that scale length. Which one do you like better? So there you go. My dream guitar for uh, that kind of guitar, so you know, is I I have a Jazzmaster made in Mexico right here. I, I eventually want to sell it and either buy like a GNL Doheny or a Jazzmaster with a hardtail. Uh, that's what I really want. I want that shape and feel and sound. I just don't really care for the tremolo. I don't use it. So that's just my preference. So, uh, Jeff Harper. Hey, Phil. Uh, hey, Phil. When doing the setup on, uh, at what point do you set intonation? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, what comes before and after? Okay. So intonation is a tricky thing because it depends on what the problem with the setup is. So generally speaking, intonation is, I don't want to say last, but it's last because you don't want to set intonation and then do fret work because that might change things. And you don't want to set intonation and make neck adjustments and stuff because, again, you might change things. But uh, when I say it depends is if the guitar is so jacked up out of intonation, I got to get it generally correct. So uh, what I'll do first is if the guitar is 
I don't want to say fine, but okay, then I just start doing all the work I normally do. Intonation will be last. If I pick up a guitar that's just out of whack and I can't even figure out what's going on yet, I'll just roughly set up the intonation and get that kind of dialed in. And then as I go, sometimes I go back to the intonation just to make sure because the you don't want to chase your tail. You don't want to be finding a problem at the end of a situation. But I would say as a good rule of thumb, I use it, I set the intonation at the end of the setup. It's one of the last things I kind of address. All right, what else do we got for questions? Hold on, let me scroll down real quick. Um, have you ever played, this is from Cy Vega, says, have you ever played an Epiphone EBO bass? Love your channel, greetings from uh, Bosnia. Hey, all right. Okay, uh, so I want to double check just because I don't want to say something wrong because I'm pretty sure the bass is exactly what I'm thinking it is. Uh, yeah, it's the SG style one. Uh, I've played them in the sense of, of a setup on an instrument. Somebody brought them into me. I, I've never owned one. I've never had one for any great length of time personally. Uh, I like that scale length and feel of a bass, but it's, it's just not the thing. Um, it's it's uh, for my style of bass playing. I don't use that style. You know what I mean? That style of bass, uh, especially with the one pickup at the neck position. I would use like the only one pickup bass I would probably ever do is like a P bass or like a, a music man bass where the pickup is kind of more centered or towards the back for, for getting in there. But more importantly, the way I play bass, I kind of work my fingers underneath the strings. You know what I mean? And so uh, that pickups in the way of everything for me, uh, the way everything I play. So that would keep me always with just doing this style, the finger style uh, versus slapping and plucking. So it's just not my thing. Um, but I, I love the, the bass as a whole. I think it's a cool instrument. That particular bass was what I'm saying. Um, okay. So uh, Aaron, uh, funny enough, I have it right here on my thing. It says, he says, his question, Aaron wants to know, what are your thoughts on Anderton's new brand of East Coast guitars? You know, what's funny was I wasn't shocked at all. Like I remember watching, I watched the video, I think it was yesterday and I watched it and I remember thinking, I'm not shocked at all. This seems like a, a and I'll, I'm going to give you my insights and, uh, and this is my unfiltered, honest to goodness insights. And, uh, you know, where it gets me is where it gets me. I think a lot of YouTube is turning into QVC. If you guys are in uh, other countries like you are right now, you may not know what QVC is. I don't know what QV stands for, but there's a home shopping network, HMS, right? Uh, we have a home shopping. In, here, in Arizona, in America, uh, in the United States, we have this thing where people can, especially, uh, I don't know, I want to pigeonhole retired people, but people sit and watch crap that they can buy on online and then they buy it. And uh, I shouldn't call it crap, but it's usually not the, you know, whatever. And uh, so sometimes the YouTube videos are starting to me, they're trying to emulate that. Now, um, this has nothing to do with Andertons. I'm not pigeonholing Andertons. I'm explaining why I think Andertons is doing this. So here's what I'm going to tell you as a YouTuber, if that's a thing uh, that I am. Um, I think what you see is, is that for a long time, we were all doing gear reviews of pedals pedals between the price point of $50 to $200. And without a doubt, whether you guys realize it or not, you know, everybody has a different opinion of this, but it doesn't matter. This channel has sold millions of dollars in product. This channel, I can't talk about other YouTubers. I don't know, but I can tell you because I know, uh, because I see what the affiliate links produce. I see what things produce. So the reality is, is, and I've seen things uh, that I've done. I've, I've talked about something and all of a sudden that's sold out for three months and it happens, right? It just does. And 
And uh, that's why I take this very serious because I understand what that is. This is not celebrity endorsement. This isn't like you see a rock star and he plays it, so therefore you want to play it. This is community community endorsement. In other words, you trust that I'm telling you the truth. And like a friend mentioning something he likes or she likes, you then go, oh, let me check that out because it comes with a valued opinion behind it. So that being said, all of us uh, doing these pedal reviews are really nice because uh, they're easy to impulse buy. What? That, that thing is cool. It's $100 and cha-ching and they buy it. Now, some of you guys, if you're out there relating like I don't have $100 to throw around, just put in the insert the price that you do have. If it's $10 or $50, uh, whatever it is, there's a price that you, when I, and here, here's a good example. If I demo a $4,000 Paul Reed Smith, they don't sell 50 that day, <laughs> right? But if I demo a $100 pedal, they sell 50 that day. So so that's my point. So the reason I bring all this up is I think this is a natural thing to happen out there. There's there's none of you guys are buying pedals. Pedals have seemed to really, really slow down. In fact, to the point where if I put out a video about pedals, just like every other YouTuber, uh, those videos are uh, they don't get as many views as uh, other content because it's becoming a little less interesting. And I want to give an example of an exception of that. I think guys like that pedal show and stuff, those people who specialize in pedal videos, I think they're still doing fine because if you're really into pedals, that's who you're focusing on. This channel, I think a lot of people, like I said, I, main reason I took the pedals away from the background was, um, I don't even do a pedal video a month. If you factor all the pedal reviews I've done since I've started my channel, I don't even do one a month. And I felt like a lot of you guys were talking about pedals so much. And I started talking about pedals more and I love pedals, but that's not the focus of my channel. And so I didn't want that to be the focus of my channel. Um, that all being said, let's say pedal sales are not, especially impulse price pedals, 50 to $200 are not selling. And so what does somebody have now? They have to have a product for you to buy. And I think now with the Harley Bentons and um, and all these uh, 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 impulse, those, think about this, all these guitars are conveniently in those same price points. So, and I tell you that because I really honestly want you to believe this. You, I feel like the people who are watching this channel, this community here, a little, a little smarter than the average you know, community channel, <laughs> right? Um, because, not because, uh, I'm smart and you listen to me. That's the farthest thing. It's because I'm open-minded and I think people who watch this channel are open-minded and I think it's easy if you're open-minded to, to look at scenarios like this. I don't get upset by that. I, in fact, I think the entertainment guys are genius uh, because watching that, I, I was, it was, I was just falling forward like everybody else. I was like looking at going, Hey, that's a cool guitar for 150 bucks. <laughs> right. I was curious, like, Oh, I wonder how good it is. How, you know, the one that looked like the silver sky was like a hundred bucks. I'm like, man, a hundred bucks, huh? <laughs> I was like, maybe I should click that. So um, I think it's a smart move for them. I think it gives them product they can sell. I think it puts in the price point that helps impulse purchasing happen. I think um, it aligns with them as a brand, the Andertons guys, because I think the uh, Andertons has a good reputation. And I think this doesn't tarnish that in any way. Uh, the name, I, my understanding is it's a brand that existed before, right? And there's, I am unclear on the whole, even watching the video afterwards, if they own the brand now or if they're exclusive to the brand or if they just brought the brand in as a heavy price point. Uh, I saw a lot of uh, flack about the fact that the one that looked like a PRS had birds on it. And uh, then I heard that uh, they're not going to be selling that particular model, that it was just there in the video. I, I don't know, but I just want to address the question, which is, did I see it? And what do I think? I did see it. And I think it's a good move for them. I think it's uh, I think it's a good place if you're going to 
if you're going to watch content and get excited about product, it's nice if that product is more affordable. Again, you can only, you can't review a $10,000 <laughs> private stock and expect everybody to pull the trigger at the end of a seven minute video. So I think that's a, I think that's what it is. So there you go. Uh, Dylan's got a question. He says, Hey, Phil, can you jump the channels on the deluxe reverb? Looks like that's what you're doing in the background. How does it sound? Yeah, that's exactly how I do it. Uh, the reason why I jump the channels. So you can, you can jump the channels just like you do a basement or a, a Marshall plexi. Uh, and so you can see it behind me. I'm plugged in the channel one into the, uh, one input. And then from channel two of the, of the normal side, it's called the normal side. I then go into the vibrato side. And the reason why I do that is two things happen that I love. One, I think the preamp section on the first channel, the, uh, the normal channel sounds fuller and better than the, uh, than the uh, vibrato channel, but there's no reverb. So I jump the channels to get the reverb interacted in there. And then also what I've noticed is there's kind of a weird compression thing happening. And it's what, what's interesting about that is it's different than a Fender Bassman. Like I think of the 50, 59 Bassman, if I jump the channels, and just because I want everybody to understand what I'm talking about, you can see behind me, right? Um, I One of those things, I never like to leave anybody high and dry. Hold on. I'm going to show you guys real fast. I know a lot of you guys know, and you're, you know, I don't want to waste anybody's time, but I also don't want to just start talking and confuse people. Um, okay. So I'm going to show you real quick what I'm talking about on a Fender Basement 59. Here we go. Uh, if you look right here, uh, you can see where my cursor is. There are four inputs because there's a bright side and a, a like a normal side. And what we're talking about is you would plug into one side, uh, let's say the normal side, and you would jump the they put a little jumper cable, you know, from two points. And uh, that's great. It gets you to overdrive the amp, gets a fuller sound. It's a cool technique. And what we're talking about is you can do the same thing uh, with this amplifier right here, the the, hot, uh, the, uh, the deluxe reverb. But it, to me, the reason why I I'm taking the time to explain this to you guys is, is that even though in doing it the same way, it produces a totally different result to me. It does not overdrive the amp, not the way I'm doing it. And what it does is it, like I said, it compresses the amp and it makes it sound fuller and get, lets me have a fatter, rounder, smoother sound at a lower volume. So it's uh, it's great. Uh, so that's how we have to do it. I never thought to talk about that. Um, I'm a huge deluxe reverb fan for that reason. Um, and uh, there you go. And that deluxe reverb, I think I've talked about this, has a lot of mods to it. Um, maybe that would be a good video to do about those mods. Uh, and why they're there and what's great about them. So I like, I like stuff that's modded. So, uh, okay. What else do we got going on? You guys, great questions. This is awesome. Uh, looking to see if there's anything I want to, uh, okay. I'm going to take a second to say this, uh, Brian Stewart, who's a good friend he's a patron. And if you guys recall, he, uh, I, did a story where I talked about, he sent me a uh, pick from the very first concert I went to, which is Motley Crue. He sent me this. And I just want to talk about this because uh, two reasons. There's two reasons I want to talk about this. One, I just want to show you how cool this is. Uh, it's a, a limited edition uh, Motley Crue Mick Mars uh, statue, right? It's kind of cool. Uh, and it, it just is kind of cool. He sent me a message. He's like, hey, it's coming in the mail. Look in the look for it. And of course I got it and it was really cool. And, uh, I had it on the amp. I just brought it over here so I could show you guys today, but I did that because one, thank you, Brian. That was super awesome. And two, uh, yeah, guys don't, don't, uh, Brian, I, Brian, I appreciate this because like I said, me and Brian are, are, are good, are good pals and we've talked a lot, but yeah, don't send, 
I don't want the show and tells to, to start being stuff just coming in the mail. I appreciate all you guys doing it. Uh, but, uh, you know, what would make me more excited sometimes is, um, is if you did, uh, I love to do this. I do this at the holidays a lot, uh, make donations in people's names. So if you guys want to make any donations to your charities and send me like that, saying you did it in my name, I would love to talk about that on the channel. And the reason is, is because, uh, I, I love, I love stuff like this. It's really cool. But I also, um, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I don't want to say blessed, but I'm pretty okay. You know what I mean? So I don't need more stuff. And, and, uh, and, uh, what ends up happening is when I get stuff like that, I get, uh, um, I don't want to say it, but, uh, how do you say, I'm trying to say, how do you say what I'm saying? Uh, I get, um, well, I, obviously I, I'm very appreciative, but I get, uh, uh, uh I feel guilty. <laughs> so, cause I, I feel like I'm the last person who should be receiving any gifts, uh, is what I mean. So, uh, so there's no, like I said, that's, that's the way I'm trying to say it. I know I'm getting a little tied up in myself, but, uh, I just thought I'd do it. Uh, and then old guys, guitar vlogs at Entertainment does not own the brand. Uh, it's a PMT product. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, I kind of got that, uh, thing. So I got that vibe. I just didn't know if they acquired it. Like I said, I was aware that they didn't, that it wasn't theirs originally, but I didn't know if they acquired it. And as you guys know, uh, um, uh, Sam Ash music acquired Michael Kelly guitar. So Michael Kelly is now a brand owned by Sam Ash. Uh, and, uh, I'm curious about that. A question I got asked was, uh, I did a video where you guys saw, I went into Sam Ash and I bought a guitar. And it did, it's at 1.1 million views. And I did another video where I bought my anniversary Les Paul of Sam Ash. And I think it's like 275,000 views. And of course I did the restring event there. And I think that's like 25,000 views. So that's like 1.4 million views I've created that have focused on Sam Ash. Um, and, and, and I can honestly tell you this, Sam Ash has never compensated me in any way. We've had no relationships. Um, in fact, I only think I ever received him was a discount on one of the guitars. And that discount on the second guitar was because there was a sale that weekend. It was the same discount. Anybody would have got, uh, I didn't even ask for it. They just said it's a 10% discount, uh, for anybody who bought that weekend. But my point to that is only to tell you this, uh, we were talking me and the Sam Ash family. Um, because I was excited about 1 million views on that video. So I sent it to him and said, Hey, what do you think? And they said, how would you like to do some Michael Kelly stuff? I really want to know how you guys feel about that. Um, I'm curious to see what you think. How is that? How is that? Is that a good idea? Um, it sounds fun. So, um, okay. <laughs> you guys sometimes are the best, man. Rick, uh, Rick, <laughs> Romanelli, I hope I'm saying that right, buddy, says, hey, Phil, are you looking forward to wearing horizontal stripes? Man, I don't care if I lose weight or not. I'm not wearing horizontal stripes, but I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I made it through the holidays. Eh, we'll talk about diets. We made it through the holidays. Uh, how did it work out? I gained like three pounds, <laughs> like two and a half, three pounds. Now, so for the record, it had nothing to do with the holidays, had nothing to do with Thanksgiving. Uh, I ate turkey and, and um, you know, vegetables and stuff, and it was great, and I had a great time. Uh, it, and it wasn't, uh, I, I didn't uh, drink because I wasn't in town. I, I, have a, I, I We talked about this with drinking. I don't drink very much, and when I do, it's a very scheduled event. Um, but uh, what happened was I had to travel for the holidays. So we were traveling seven, eight-hour trips in the car. And on the way there, I brought some snacks like grapes and, uh, you know, stuff, cucumbers and stuff. On the way back... Uh, we didn't bring any snacks. We left a little late and we were starving. And so the only places to eat were horrible. Crap. I couldn't find anything that wasn't just a 2000 calorie, horrible mess to eat. Uh, and, uh, so that, that didn't help the situation. So that was it, but I, I shut off most of that already. So you guys know I was good. So it's good. 
I'm happy about that. We're still on goal. What? Uh, in fact, uh, what's, what are we at on goals? It's a little early to tell you for December, but uh, goal, hashtag KYG uh, 40, 240, where are we at? I'm uh, still at 30 pounds because I gained the three. I had to lose three back. It's how it works. We still got 10 pounds to lose in the month of December. We can do it. Uh, we are at 38, 39 million, like 800,000 views. We're going to hit 40 million by probably next week, in next week. Uh, so 40 million is definitely going to hit for the month. And we're currently at 185,000 subscribers. We need 15,000 subscribers. Uh, that's a, I think impossible uh, for a channel this size. Uh, I don't think we've ever been able to hit, uh, uh, the, the most I think I ever did in one month, it was like 12,000 subscribers. And that was a crazy, you know, like explosion month. Um, so, uh, normally do about 4,000 subs a month and this, uh, in, in November we did 6,000 subs, so it helped, but so just, just, just letting you guys know, but uh, keep in mind, it's not the end of the world. It's just nice to have goals. I don't want to get fixed on that stuff. I'm sorry if I'm drinking while I'm talking to you guys, but, um, uh, uh, this stuff is not the, uh, it's not what's important. What's important is that we, we get to have fun and we, we interact. It's just nice to have, I need goals. Otherwise I sometimes lose motivation. The, uh, the saying I, I, I say is you have to have uh, goals bigger than your problems. It's the best advice I could give anybody uh, waking up every day is uh, you have to have goals bigger than your problems because sometimes the first thing that happens when you wake up is a problem hits you. And if that problem is bigger than today's goal, that's what you'll focus on. So uh as a seller's music says how do we talk to you about working on guitars are you talking about sharpen my axe because that's the sharpen my axe thing is really is really this simple guys uh, the, uh you you are you're great you send us emails and you say hey i would like to do sharpen my axe the problem is i i really can't do them unless i have resources so that's why we got the sponsorship and as this sponsorship grows i think we're able to do the sharpen max i would like in the long term of this channel that there be this this style of video, this repair style video that is outreach to to you guys to see. I, I really think what you're going to see in the next 30 days is going to be really exciting for everyone and uh, Sharp Max. And I think you're going to really see how just a little bit of sponsorship uh, is going to help with that. And 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 that's what I mean. And when I say a little bit of sponsorship, I'm talking about just a few hundred dollars. The sponsors I mentioned earlier. You know what I mean? They're just helping with some product and a few hundred dollars, uh, and that is. Uh, great because like I said, it, it frees me up to not worry so much about the fact that, um, uh, you know, uh, that I'm spending all this time making content that, uh, I love doing, but again, it's, I, I can't do it at detriment, uh, is what I mean. So yeah, uh, we'll make more announcements is what I'm saying. Uh, I want this to be, I want the tech tips. I want that stuff to be a vein of the channel regardless. And that's, what's great about the tech tips is you guys look at the numbers. Tech tips are not where, where we're producing numbers at, but I think you guys appreciate them the most and I enjoy them the most. So we'll keep going. Uh, okay. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, four strings says thoughts on the Marshall code. I like the Marshall code. I know we've talked about that, uh, again, um, I, I just only like to, I like to mention I like the Marshall Code because Glenn Fricker blew one up in a video and I know his 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 uh, comments about it but I I disagree with him on these kind of uh, topics uh, I understand he doesn't like Line Six he doesn't like these inexpensive amps or these modeling amps um, but I look at it differently I think that those modeling amps sound great in bedrooms at homes and and uh, I don't I don't know what the problem is but you know hey if you don't like them you don't like them then don't buy them but if you like them you like them I it's great. Uh, I prefer tube amps. That's very obvious. Uh, 
But I've said this before, if I ever get restrained on the volume, I get to play at night because I don't play quiet, but I don't play loud, but I don't play quiet enough to where I can't use the tube amps. Uh, I have rolling cubes. That's what I use when, you know, people come over to visit and somebody's staying and I don't want to disturb them or whatever. So if, uh, if my wife has, uh, like her family in town and stuff. Okay. Jeff Harper says, Hey, Phil, uh, Oh, sorry. Wrong one. We did Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, we did, we pinned Danny. Danny says recently bought a PRS CE. Now CE is the Bolton American made one, not the SE import one. Uh, secondhand, it had a really bad rattle in the neck from a loose truss rod cool have you ever had this issue and did you fix it yeah yeah did you just tighten it up a little bit that is really common uh so much uh in fact if you saw i did that journey acoustic uh, travel guitar that had it um i can't remember there's like two other guitars that i've reviewed since i've been doing youtube and you've seen me do that right the truss rod was fully relaxed you don't need to tighten it but you need some tension on it otherwise it'll either rattle or sometimes it causes other problems so yeah just a little bit of tension don't worry about it it's just an easy easy thing. It's probably the easiest adjustment you can possibly make. Uh, Austin says, I want to install a Sustaniac and a, and a Dimebucker on my Squire Actistrat. Any thoughts or experience? Also, are you, oh, uh, you are looking thin. Much love from Ohio. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, uh, Austin. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we got the, 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 the goal to lose 40 pounds and, um, I'm not really on a diet. Uh, you'll see there's a comment about tomorrow, tomorrow's video. I hope you enjoyed tomorrow's video. Uh, I'm reviewing something that I'm, just, I'm not even going to tell you. I'll, uh, the patrons saw it today. The feedback was great. You'll enjoy tomorrow's video. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, there's a comment about that. And um, so uh, thank you. I appreciate the, the comment. Uh, I, it's it's fun. But back to your issue, the Sustainiac and the Dimebucker. Um, I think that would be a great uh, thing. What's great about the Active Strat is you're going to have a battery compartment for that Sustainiac. You can gut all that stuff. The, it's it, I think it's a cool way to upgrade that instrument. Um, it's a f I, I love that you guys, uh, I love that the new world uh, is everybody is taking guitars like Squires and just putting your, your stuff in them. I think that's, I think there is nothing wrong with buying a high-end guitar and being happy. And I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with buying an inexpensive guitar and fixing it up. Because the reason I say that all the time is I, 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 I that's the way I kind of look at everything it has nothing to do with guitars. Either I either buy it the way I want it or I make it the way I want it. And sometimes it's because of financial restraints. Sometimes you just don't have the money to buy the thing you want. You just upgrade it. And sometimes it's just fun to fix stuff and, and upgrade stuff. And we live in a world where the parts are there. They're accessible. They're reasonably priced. The information is extremely accessible. And if not free, sometimes it's it's very inexpensive. And um, you have resources for questions. You have resources for uh, videos. You have resources for, for uh, diagrams on the internet. Uh, there, this is the time. There is no excuse not to be learning a little bit on your own. So unless, of course, you know, uh, it's a safety concern, which is, you know, that's why I still have my friend take care of my air conditioning units because I don't want to die. <laughs> I watch him do it though. Every time he comes over, I watch and I learn more about my air conditioning units, my house, but, uh, I I'm, I'm skilled enough to know that's a lot of, uh, voltage that I don't want to mess with. Shawnee is a Cubs fan. Hey, Shawnee, what's up? He says, Hey Phil, I'm looking for a Vox AC 15 at my local Sam Ash. Have you ever played an AC 15? What are your thoughts? Greetings from the windy city. I like the AC 15. Um, I used to have an AC 15 and an AC 15 212, which is basically the AC 30, but with the AC 15s, uh, guts in it. Um, 
I like the AC30 more. I don't know what it is. The AC15, it, it's weird. It, it's weird. In fact, the AC15 and the AC30, to me, are the same issues as the Fender Hot Rod Deluxe and the Blues Junior. They're both good, but when you play the Blues Junior and then you plug it into the Hot Rod Deluxe and it's so much bassier and fuller, and I don't know if bass is the word, but fuller, sounds great. The AC15 sounds great, but when that AC30, it just... It's just fantastic. So um, the answer is yes, uh, but I'm just telling you that I think it's a great amp. You you're in a good good place with it, but I still prefer the AC30. If I was going to own a Vox, I'd own an AC30, even though you can't turn the thing up. <laughs> um, let's see. BK says, good quality all-around short-scale bass up to $1K, $1,000, K, one thousand US dollars. Uh, best show. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, best short-scale bass for 1000 bucks. Short-scale, huh? That's, I don't know. Uh, cause I have short scale bases, obviously. You know, the problem is it's hard to find short scale bases that aren't like three to $500. I really am a huge fan. It's not, it's going to be the wrong answer, but I'm sorry, buddy. I'm a really huge fan of the, the Squire Jaguar short scale base. The one I've, I've talked about for a long time. Um, I don't even know what other high end short scale bases there are my stew hams is short scale but it's a medium scale my warwick's a medium scale um i don't think i've ever picked up a short scale base that was more than four or five hundred bucks they got to be out there but i just you just don't see them but i like that squire that one uh in fact i have this uh, ibanez i bought recently and I, I i did a video with that but i still prefer that squire that squire is just a great great instrument um Andy says, I got to say, Phil, your work is great. Best part of my day is your videos. Thank you, buddy. Uh, my question is, what's your thought on guitar fetish? Um, I'm reviewing a, a viewer, uh, and this is a good time to mention this because I have a problem, so you guys can help me with it. I have an amazing viewer who contacted me out of nowhere and said, can I send you some slick guitars? They said, well, if I send them to you, we review them. And, uh, and then they said, you can give them away. And so, in fact, they said a slick guitar and I said, well, sure, I'll do that. You know, um, because there's a, like a co-oping agreement. In other words, he's going to buy the instrument, send it to me, and then I'll have to pay to ship it to whoever wins it. Um, but he sent me two. And so I'm going to do a sharpen my axe with one and do a giveaway. Uh, and then I'm going to give one uh, away to charity. And we, I think we talked about giving them both to charity, but I think I want to see if we can give the sharpen my axe one away to you guys. You win it and then one away to charity since we have two. But here's the problem I have. The video is uh, will be up uh, with before everything will be before uh, the the end of the year, so it's all in December. Uh, but I lost his email, so if you're watching, can you please send me an email again because uh, I lost it. Uh, it's it had to do with the crossover of my emails. So, uh, but anyways, I'm excited about that. So to answer your question, that's uh, that's and the preliminaries. I I don't want to give too much away, but very impressed uh, already. So uh, can't say like greatest thing ever but i can say um man impressed impressed i mean i you know you're impressed when you do this i i was checking one out with ralph we were checking it out by the way happy birthday ralph today's uh, ralph's birthday and uh so anyway so um i was checking it out and so was ralph together we were like taking it out of the box and stuff and i had to pull up my phone and look up the price and it did one of those double takes on the price like i don't know if that's this one and then i'm like yeah it is they were crazy cheap for the for the quality um, so I love that stuff. It's great. Uh, next question. Let's try. I'm, I'm going to hop off some of the, some of the, uh, super chats once for a second. Let's see if I can find, a a good, just in a kind of interesting question. Somebody's, Oh, uh, 
so uh, Royal Bobby says the Mustang base. Yeah, that's a good one too. Like I said, there's a lot of great bases, but he said 1K, so I kind of think to want to spin towards that range. But I think the Mustang base uh, is uh, same thing. It's a uh, it's six hundred dollars. That's a good one too. Um, I actually have a Mustang base, uh, and I have it in consignment uh, right now to sell it because I'm not keeping it. And it, it's a uh, made in Mexico. It's really cool. I liked it, but I like the Squire more, without a doubt. Uh, you know, and, and so, you know, uh, as a seller's music, uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Short scale bass can be made with a squire body as, oh, and S okay. So there you guys are just talking back and forth about instruments, but like I said, tons of great short scale basses out there. Uh, but not, you know, you don't need to spend a thousand dollars. I think that's what we're kind of deciding. So, uh, two questions right now, uh, uh, Cameron, uh, Sigmund best okay cameron sigmund says best everything guitar of all time i love this question because i got a funny answer i think the nicest most amazing guitar i've ever played and the way that it felt the fin is my paul reed smith 594 and i never play it it sits in the case and i never reviewed it and what's funny is it's it's to me and i think maybe i will do the review if i can if i can fit it into somewhere i'd like to do a review because i'd like to talk about the prs 594 here's why I think of all my guitars, look at all these great guitars and especially all the ones, you know, cause there's ones that are outside this room. Out of all my guitars, that guitar is just something about the quality of the way it's made, the way it feels, the way it looks, everything about it just screams. It's like a beautiful, finely tuned machine. And I have, I just no interest to play it ever. <laughs> right. I hand it to people. People play it. They go, I, it rings beautifully. The action is, is, it's very low, but it just no, not only now buzzing, but it just rings. Just everything about it is fantastic. But, and so I always wonder about that. It's kind of like, you know, it's like, it's kind of anything that's perfect. You get it and you're like, it's perfect, but I wasn't looking for perfect. So that's what it is. Uh, so that's the guitar that I think of because I actually, yeah. See, somebody says the 594 is awesome. I, yeah, it is. It's amazing. In fact, it's so great. I actually think about, I was looking on last night about getting another one, like the semi hollow. But I was laughing because I'm like, I never, I mean, literally never play it. And it's not for, because I'm afraid to scratch it or anything. I just, I don't know what it is. It's, it's funny. Uh, and in fact, every time I get out of the case and strum it, plug it in the amp, I go, man, this sounds great. But I don't know. I'll play my Les Paul every time. I, just something about a Les Paul, you just pick it up. So, um, okay. So uh, uh, next, next question. What, there was one right after that that was really cool. Hold on. I don't want to got to go back and jumped. There's a uh, 855 of us. So the question started moving quick, quick for a second. Hold on. Um, I don't know. I might've lost it. I lost it. It jumped too too many. It just jumped too, too fast. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was Peter. Peter child says, Hey, uh, do you think you review the Fender 50 XL? Uh, no, I don't think so because I think what I think I, I, I addressed this before. So I'll address it again real quick, Peter. Um, it looks like Fender sent out amps to a bunch of YouTubers. Uh, some YouTubers got the 50 XL, uh, and some YouTubers got the Mustang amp. Uh, so I think me and Shane, the blues, it looks like, and uh, we got the Mustangs and the tone King and, uh, uh some other YouTubers got the 50 XL. Why Fender decided that's the way they do it when they're sending out the product uh for 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 us all to check it out that's the way it worked if i could have picked i would have picked the 50xl 
I, I would have really liked to check that amp out. I'm uh, the Mustang, the video in that, if you can tell a lot of people, they still read it wrong. Some people say, Oh, thank you, Phil. It looks like you liked it. Some people are like, Hey, Phil, it looks like you didn't like it. I thought I was very clear in the video. So I'll be clear right now. Um, I, I liked it. And the idea that it's a great piece of uh, uh, gear and I'm happy for anybody, but it's not my thing. So it didn't matter. It could have been the best thing ever. It's still not my thing. So um, although I could appreciate it and I enjoyed it, and like I said, I really liked the, um, uh, what's it, the bass breaker sound in it. And there was a couple of things I liked about it. Um, I'm more of a, like the 50XL just seems like, when I look at that, I go, yeah, yeah, that's something I would probably uh, get. Uh, and and if it was good, replace my Roland stuff with. But that's not how the stars aligned. Uh, you know, uh, Fender, uh, they choose. You know, they're a big company. And as a YouTuber, a company that big, uh, it's just, you know, they, they reach out to you, they send you an email and they say, Hey, would you check this out? And you're like, yeah, the only thing you can say is yes or no. And that's the end of that. So, uh, uh, there, there you go. In fact, so, you know, just to kind of touch on the finish thing, I try to kind of like, Hey, can I try this other thing out instead? And they were like, no, you either want to check this out or not. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Uh, and again, uh, you know, there's no downside for me. I'm a huge Fender fan and they're cool stuff. And I know you guys really seem to like that stuff, uh, like the Mustangs and stuff. I, like I said, modeling is great, but I, I don't, I, like I said, I don't have a problem against modeling. Uh, it's fine, but it's not where I would prefer things. Like I said, I like my, um, like I said, I like the Katana and the, the cube, uh, the champion. I have a champion 40. Like I said, I like more of the, I like a solid state or even if it's modeling, I like to pretend that it's like a tube amp, which is knobs. I don't want screens. It's just something about screens. I just, I don't enjoy it. So, uh, the, the reality on the, um, I'm getting sidetracked here, but since we're going to do it, uh, the, uh, line six sent me the, uh, helix LT. And as you guys know, I've had it for a while. And the problem I have with it is it sounds fantastic. I'm enjoying it. Every time I plug into it, I go, Oh yeah, I can totally see why people who are into this or into this, but I just do not enjoy screens. It's just not something I, you know, screens and jumping screens and programming and it's just not where I find my kind of my gear joy. My gear joy is from picking that amp and plugging into that cabinet and then plugging into another cabinet and then seeing what pedal interacts with it. It's a very tactile, physical interaction. And when I watch people do it with computer programs, uh, I don't ever argue which one sounds better because it's, it's, to me, it's irrelevant. If you get the sound you like, you get the sound you want. Uh, but experience wise it's not the same experience it's uh it's uh, it's it would be to me and I, I have a horrible analogy but to me it's no different than playing baseball and playing video baseball video game baseball i think where i think if you're really, really into baseball you can enjoy both and I, that's why i think i'm really into gear and i enjoy both but i prefer physical baseball i prefer physically messing with the gear versus uh screen moving around manipulation but i definitely see why somebody uh would would uh do that uh so there you go and uh somebody says <laughs> somebody's talking about my 594 give it to me i know yeah Ooh, yeah that's i think uh my 594 i have a funny story so if i ever do the review a real review of the 594 i actually have a funny story about it and how i got it and it's 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 funny like strange <laughs> it's a strange story uh it's just not it wouldn't it wouldn't translate well in a in the live show. So just do better, do a video. Okay. So, um, what else do we got? Let's go. Uh, hold on. I got some pen questions. Let me get a pen one real quick. Let me update that real fast. Uh, the next one is from AJ me. Hey, AJ me says, Hey, Phil, uh, do you have a different approach to selecting aftermarket pickups for semi hollow versus pickups for solid body? 
uh, thinking of pure S uh, SE. Yeah, I do. The reason is, is because I find hollow bodies are, uh, are to me, very mid-range heavy. Very. Uh, hollow bodies, hollow bodies, uh, to me, when people think hollow bodies, I think they think bassy, warm, full, like, you know, right. If you're, if you don't like the, the, your, your electric solid body guitar and you want a bigger, rounder, fuller sound, you go hollow body. But to me, hollow bodies are not bigger, fuller, rounder sounds in most cases. In most of the cases, they're very mid range, very focused, kind of like a Marshall amp versus a Mesa boogie where the Mesa boogie is kind of scooped out and the Marshall's very in the mids. Um, the, the hollow body is very in the mids and that's, what's great. I think that's why it kind of pokes out in a band arrangement. And I think that's what makes some of the things cool. But because of that, if you if you don't listen to your guitar, don't listen to the hollow body, and you pick pickups based on what you perceive the sound to be versus what it is, you're going to exaggerate a problem. So uh, I like very low output pickups because low output pickups tend to don't, not have a whole lot of mid range push. They tend to be a little scooped, and that's great. And I so I think like for me when I think of a hollow body uh, having a great sound, I think of like Gibson fifty seven pickups, uh, or I think of like a Seymour Duncan fifty nines or Dimaggio PAFs. I think of very low output pickups. I've had very great experiences with very low output pickups. So uh, funny you say the PRS semi hollow uh, SE. To me, those pickups are very uh, uh, not high output pickup, but they're mid to high gain. Uh, output and my s2 semi hollows have that same problem so i i switched them to other pickups and um in fact here's a funny thing on the on the pickups on my PRSSE, i'm looking at it or s2 semi hollow in blue um currently i have the 8515s in there which i love the 8515s and i put them in there but i'm not loving them because i think what i need to do is put some low output like paul Reese smith 57s in there or some lower output pickups so that's my personal opinion that's my approach. That's what I've learned has been successful. Um, and I actually came across that theory. So, you know, from years of plugging pickups into people's hollow bodies, you know, people usually, when people have you do pickup installs, very rarely, uh, especially in the last decade, do people come in and ask you like, hey, what pickups would you put in? They usually come in and they, they put the stack of pickups on your counter and they give you the guitar and they say, put that in there. <laughs> and you go, how long? And they go, I come back in two days, three days. And you put it in and you, you you give it to them. And uh, from over the years, I've just learned that that's, uh, I started like noticing when did it go right and when did it go wrong. And for me, it was always going right with low output pickups. So there you go. Um, let's see. Uh, Neil Adcock says, hey, Phil, looking at a 04 main Mexico Strat. Uh, it has a crack in the paint mid body from the bridge down. The clear finish coat is smooth. Should I be worried? Um well, yeah, I here's the problem. I'm not looking at it, so it's impossible to give advice, obviously, without looking at it. But I'll tell you, because I, I can only go off the words you just put. A crack in the paint, which is not a concern to me, but when you say mid-body from the bridge down, there are, on Mexican strats, um, sometimes three- and four-piece bodies. So if that if that crack is literally the 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 glue joint the the block separating then that could be a problem you're saying in the finish in the clear coat in the finish uh you're saying it's smooth should you be worried the answer is um no i mean if you don't care about the aesthetics then no it's not worried but if you're as long as it's not in the body uh then then you're fine and uh i don't know how without seeing it to tell you that but based on your description sounds pretty safe Keep in mind, it takes a lot to 
to really screw up a, a hard alder body strap body. It's it's a pretty pretty utilitary kind of like hard instrument. So it takes a lot of abuse. You ever seen somebody smash a strat on stage? <laughs> if the neck doesn't pop off, uh, it's always multiple smacks, right? It's because it's, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty durable instrument. Uh, it's why I think I'll, my theory has been with strats for years has been, uh, you know, I read, I once read about how Leo was shocked that, you know, musicians took to the strat the way they did, you know what I mean? And the, and the tellies. And my, my theory has always been, even if you're not a Strat or Tele player as, as a live musician, I think a lot of live musicians gravitate to them because they're so durable. You know, it's a, it just takes a lot of abuse. Um, and then I, I, I already ander, answered Andy's question about guitar finish. Hold on, but I think Justin Mabe, sorry, Justin Mabe. Okay, there's a couple questions. Justin Mabe says, issue with the Hughes and Kittner TM36. Okay, the two Meister 36 uh, with power soak. Get a background noise clicking like a geiger counter <laughs> think it may be electrical circuit good outlet filter you know what's funny is no uh the problem with the the those these amps those using kinder smaller amps like that usually i always tell everybody with a tube amp problem with the noise it's look at the tube but that amp has so much going on it's so compact in there i i just i it worries me but i will tell you this um the question, the only thing I can give you, this is to Brian, by the way, Brian, because I know you just got it and I know you got it used and that's an, uh, I think you got it used. Uh, so, um, what I would, what I would look at, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just going through my head because I also know you have the orange cabinet and I'm trying to think about the, uh, ohms, but you're, I think you're right on ohms because sometimes if you have problems, so I'm going to say with yours, especially since you're saying it's making a Geiger counter thing, um, I would pay attention. Does it do it on both channels? If it does it on both channels, that will tell you something. If it does it on one channel, that tells you something. So if it does it on one channel and not the other, it could be a preamp tube and assigned to that one channel. If it does it on both channels, it could still be a preamp tube, but it'll be a preamp tube that's somehow associated with maybe like the, the power tubes. Uh, if it's uh, also if it does it on both channels, it could be the power tubes itself. But the problem with that amp is, like I said, there's a lot going on inside there. But the first thing I would do if I had that amp, and that's the thing I'm going to advise you to do, is check the tubes. And that's a pretty straightforward thing. Um, if you have preamp tubes, go ahead and pull some out and swap them. It's a pretty easy thing to do. Just unplug the amp. Make sure you're not accessing anything that's not dangerous. Make sure they're not hot. Uh, I know those are pretty... I know, Brian, you, I know you know this stuff, but I'm just sharing for everybody. But uh, if you don't have preamp tubes, what we always do uh, back in the day is we swap preamp tubes. So, you know, you, you take one preamp tube out and you switch it, switch aside to see if the problem moves because the problem should follow the bad tube, Right. Something like that. Me and Lawrence uh, Petros, we were here with my TM15, my my uh, 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 Mark Tremonti amp, and uh, we were swapping tubes around uh, that way. Uh, not because there was a problem, just because we were messing with the way it sounds, and then we put it all back the way it was. Just tube swapping. It's not a big deal. Uh, Justin, as a question, Justin Mabe says, hey, Phil, a crossed over to the low side. Okay. Crossed, I, have, I crossed over to the low side. He means bass. I got gotcha. you. Bass. How low can you go? Death row. Where did brother know? Anyways, uh, so um, <laughs> it says, uh, got an Ibanez SR. I'm just laughing because uh, um, uh, I always say that uh, line from that song. And then I always tell people, I don't trust anybody who can't finish that song, that lyric. Which is not the best advice. I also tell people I can't, I don't trust anybody who can't finish. Uh, so I got that going for me. And uh, you guys can type in the answer. Uh, 
if you know the answer to that statement. Uh, if you, okay, so anyway, so I've got an Ibanez SR675 and an Ampeg BA15, 115 today from Sweetwater. Setup was awesome, by the way. Well, they, they did tell me that they have improved all the setup processes. I know we didn't get to go there, uh, but they today they were even reiterating to me that they'd like me to come out again. If I can figure out how to come out, I'm going to go. You know, right? I think you guys want. But they were really very forthcoming and very nice to me. So you guys know the Sweetwater guys about, hey, we took what you said in the video and we've made some improvements. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I'm glad to hear if people are having a better experience because um, it's good. It's good to know that they care. Uh, Steve Long says, hey, Phil, looking to do a tele do-it-yourself build, looking at Stu Mac plus a build buy your own guitar kit. Okay. Opinions, a different suggestion. I, I haven't tried it. The, you know, the only the do yourself kit I did was the crimson guitars one. Um, and, and I thought that was fun and I had a blast. I've never tried any of the other do yourself kits. So I just don't know. I, I can't really tell you, you know, which one to get. Um, so that I would really defer. I'm sure some of you guys have done some great kits out there. If you guys could put some kit suggestions for him, that'd be great. Um, and you know what? Keep in mind, not only are you helping out Steve, but I'd like to do another kit build. A do-it-yourself kit build. That did well. I don't think I'd do it as a sharp on my axis time. I think I would literally just do it as a kit build. So uh, let's see. Uh, Turon, Turon 11 says, how is photo? Oh, how is the photo contest going? When do we get to vote? Oh, it's great. I put it right here on my list of stuff to talk about. Number number one, and I didn't even do it. Okay, uh, contest. You know what the problem is? I guess I other mentioned that here. I didn't really mention it, so a lot of people are confused because they are like they didn't know about the contest and and or they they're lost about it. So let me explain the contest. I'm going to do a video, probably put it out on Sunday about the contest, and which means we'll probably have to change the contest a little bit. And what I mean by change, I mean, we have to push it out. I, I think we said the 15th is when where the deadline is. We might push the deadline out a little bit. I, I don't know. Let me figure it out this week and I'll make the announcement. I'm going to do whatever's the best for everybody. Again, this is only just to be fair to people. Um, uh, so here's the here's what's going on in the contest. You send to ask Know Your Gear on the subject uh, picture or contest. I, it doesn't matter. Just put something in the subject. We know what you're talking about. And you send us a picture of either you in one of the New Gear shirts or a sticker or any of the New Gear merch and the most creative picture you can come up with or just any picture. You can send a picture of just Know Your Gear merch, you know, if you want to just keep it generic. Uh, if you uh, don't have merch or if you want to do something just a little more exciting, uh, you can go on my Instagram and Facebook and you see some of the stuff. Plus on our website, there's a whole thing. I'll put a link in the description. You don't have to make a purchase. There's no purchase necessary. You can literally come up with your own stuff. Some people have been doing, somebody did a claymation on me. It's freaking amazing uh uh i loved it uh somebody did some crazy i mean you guys have done some cool stuff and i've been posting that out there so you can send any picture of know your gear like i said it's a stick figure logo you can just write it on a piece of paper uh try to be inventive try to be funny um you know we didn't even ask you to like share it with people or do any of that stuff and subscribe and all that junk man this is just literally i just want to interact with you guys and see what you guys uh come up with because it's fun for me to get stuff like that you know what i mean because it's just cool to see What's going to happen is we're going to have two prizes. The, the, the grand prize is like a $1,000 pedal board that I'm building, uh, which the video will be out soon next week on that build. So you'll see the actual pedal board you get. And that will be, I will pick 20 of my favorite pictures, and then you guys will pick the best picture. Uh, or maybe I'll do it to the next 
top three. doesn't matter. We'll, I'm going to narrow it down. Then you guys will pick, and then that person wins it, and that's a, the you know best pitcher. However, anyone who enters the contest will be entered to win the second pedal board, which is a smaller pedal board. Also, I'll be building. It's really cool. It's just a small, cool pedal board. It's still probably going to be worth four or 500 bucks. I'm not sure because I didn't put it together yet, but I pretty safe to, I think because the pedal board itself is like 150 bucks. Um, and, uh, that is to anyone who, who enters. And again, this is just something to do exciting for the end of year. Uh, you know, do a cool contest. There's no, there's no real, you know, motivation behind this other than, you know, send miss cool pictures. <laughs> so that's where we're going with that. I'll be posting the pictures. Um, but a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, you guys seemed, uh, lately I've been hearing this, like what contest and, so maybe I should have did a should have did I should have done a video specifically about it. So I'm thinking about doing a video about it maybe on Sunday, and uh, and uh, and then and then maybe extend the deadline a little bit because otherwise everybody gets less than two weeks to do the deadline. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go with it for the next day or so to see how it goes works. Um, what else do we got going on? Hold on a second. Let me refresh this. Is there anything on my list? Um. Uh, Nope, I got my list done. All right, let's talk about you guys. Okay, Jason's got a question. I don't, uh, the answer is, are guitars insured under homeowner's policy or do we need to get a separate insurance uh, theft and fire? Um, I don't know because I don't, I don't really handle that for me. So, um, but what I'll do is the reason I'm mentioning it is because even though some of you guys may out there know the answer and put it in the comments and that's great, I'll, I'll find out because <laughs> I, I, you know what it is. My wife handles that. So, um, I, I don't know, uh, how it works. She explained it to me once and I, now I've kind of lost my place on it, but I'll, I'll check a look at it because it's different for me because I have a business. So I don't know how the business and how the homeowners and how the business interact. I, I never asked her. So I'll ask her. So I know, I feel like, I think I know when I'm traveling with instruments, that's where my business policy takes an effect. I'm not sure. So, all right. And hold on. Let's go to some more pen questions real fast. We're in the bonus time. We're 10 minutes after. We're going to try to wrap it up in the next five minutes or so. Uh, okay. Mike's got a question. It says, Hey, Phil, thoughts on Evertune bridges. Um, I've set up, uh, uh, one of the old, it was like Ola England's guitar when it was a Washburn before he was Ola England's. I, I did one of those and I thought it was cool. And, um, but that's it. That's the only one I've ever touched. So it came in, it was brand new. It came in and it wasn't in tune. And I just went through and read the manual and did it. And, and, uh, it was cool. Um, uh, but literally, uh, you know, I just set it up so somebody would have it and ready to tune up and, and let's go. Um, and that was like two years ago maybe a little longer. Cause again, it was before he had his brand. It was when he was actually a, an or endorsed artist with Washburn. Um, so I, I just don't have any experience with them. So they, I never come across them. I like ever, I don't like see them in stores or anything. So, uh, what else do we got? I'm just trying to make sure that we haven't missed any of the pin questions real quick. Hold on a second. Okay think we're good I, th I think okay here's one tom tom says hey phil are there any sharpen my axe upgrades you suggest as likely to appear as custom 22 well of course there's uh if you guys saw we uh we picked a winner uh 
last week or week before last, and somebody's winning a PRS SE Custom 24, and we're doing upgrades on that. Uh, and uh, that'll be in the Sharp Max for the month of December. And that one, I so that so the answer is a horrible answer, Tom, which is you're gonna have to wait for the video. Uh, but it is coming, and uh, we're gonna go a little cool with it, man. I reached out and I talked to Justin at Graph Tech, and 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 Justin's. So you guys know, Justin has always been great with Graph Tech since day one. He is always, he's always. I just want to say this about Graph Tech because it's the, it's the, just amazing that he always reaches out to me. Every time we mention anything about Sharpen My Axe, he's always emailed me. Uh, when I did the giveaway for the PRSSC, he immediately emailed me and said, if you need anything from Gratech, let me know. Uh, if you guys really can't understand how much, how appreciative that is to have that kind of support uh, all the time. And so thank you, Justin. Thank you, Gratech. Uh, uh, so, uh, so just amazing. So like I said, we're going to do something cool. So of course, cause he reached out to me. I sent, Hey, Hey, can we do something a little crazy? So, uh, and, uh, and yeah, he said, yeah, so we're going to do something fun. We're going to do some fun. Plus he's helping me with the other sharpen my ax that you guys uh, don't know about. That's coming out in December. That's another crazy, awesome thing. Uh, all right. So, uh, somebody says, okay, always oh, rocking 2009. Somebody says, I missed that question. So, there it is right here. It says, uh, thank you, by the way, for letting me know I missed that. It says, uh, I found a beautiful Fender Standard FSR. Uh, okay, uh, Blue Burst. FSR is like Fender Special Run. It's basic. I think it's called something else. Fender something run, but it's a special run. It means limited run. It's a limited run. FSR, uh, Blue Burst. Uh, love it. Should I get this or go for the Player Series Age Cherry? Is Player Series way better? Okay, so... The, the the tough part is okay so let's compare this real simple obviously i did a video where i compared the fender standard series made in mexico to the fender player series and you heard my comments about that i'm assuming if not i'll put a link in that video and you can watch that when this replays um so the question of the day is what what the only thing i answer is what is so compelling about the player series that i wouldn't buy a standard if especially in this case where you're going to get a cool blue burst something unique versus just the ace cherry which is a standard color um i like the player series the fact that it has uh 22 frets is cool although that's not a make or breaker for me but it is something to think about if that's important to you um i definitely i like both pickups so i cannot tell you one pickup is better than the other what i can tell you is that uh people value the alnico pickups over the ceramics but i think the ceramics sound uh fantastic fuller punchier they're great uh less stratty sounding is what people say and i kind of agree these ceramics sound less stratty sounding but they kind of sound more p90 ish to me uh one thing about the mexican strats is those those mexican made uh alnico no sorry ceramic pickups always had that punchy p90 vibe to me and i like them um the two-point tremolo, I prefer over six screw, but again, it's a preference. But ultimately, I don't think if you got the standard FSR Blue Burst, would you be missing out on anything? No. I think you're fine. I still have my Fender Standard Strat uh, that I love, and nothing about the Player Series made me go, okay, I'm getting rid of the standard. This is junk now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it just, I don't know. I like them both for different reasons. Uh, the, the neck, I think on the, I, the player strat, I think has a really cool neck the way it's carved, but I, I, again, I think you're fine. So I, I know that's probably, uh, I just give you some insights both ways, but if I was you, uh, you know, 
as long as they play likely the same and if you can't tell because you're buying them online just go with the one you that looks cool you you know right get something unique all right that is that is it we did it we uh we hit all the questions we uh we talked about the subjects uh, I think so. We hit everything. There was 850 of us hanging out. That was always awesome as always. We're uh, obviously got to, I'm hoping you're excited. We got a fun video tomorrow. Tomorrow's video is about fun. So I'm going to get a lot of crap for it because it's out of the norms of the website or the uh, norms of the channel. But I had a blast with tomorrow's video. And, um, and, uh, and uh, anyways, on that note, I'm going to let you guys go. But before I go, I got to say thank you to the people that make this, this uh, live show happen every week. And we already know that's, that's the, the, the live show support crew, uh, which is Bradulus, Jeff Howe, Zachary Rowe, Michael Newman, Bruce and the One Blood Wee Band, Hannah Gunson, John Jex. By the way, Han Hannah, I got your uh, uh, picture today, and it's awesome. Uh, John Jex, Michael Shy, Justin Mabe, uh, David Madison, Andrew Good, Anthony Desposito, Billy Robson, Bob Crosley, Bob Pickwood, Brian Stewart, Carlos Portillo, Chuck Keen, Chris from New Mexico. I forgot we had that. Hey, I was just in New Mexico. Uh, Chris Glaze, Craig Barker, Dennis Prescott, Daniel Psychic, Dylan87, Greg Peterson, Jason Spacek, Ch James Biles, Joe Watson, Jonathan Pickering, Joseph McCarthy, uh, Kermit Jackson, Larry Colgan, Lawrence Petros, of course, from LTB Pedals. Thanks, Lawrence. Uh, Lee Hawkins, Lonnie Hoke, Michael Lidner, uh, Paul Ostreich, Lewis and Alvaro from Pedal Pal Effects. Can't wait to see you guys at the NAMM show. Ricky Robinson, Robert Books, Robert Hodges, Scott Tompkins, Space Jazz, Tim, just Tim. We always know we're getting to the end of the list when we get to just Tim. Tim Camacho, Tim Farnsworth, Todd Flowers, and of course, Zesty Basil Pizza, which always makes the list sound complete. I want to thank everybody uh, on the list because even though the list seems long, that just lets you know how powerful the channel is in some ways, which is that is a fan-funded channel. They, they sponsor this live show every week so that you don't have to worry about me being aligned with any kind of corporate interest. Uh, the interest is you guys. These these All these names I mentioned right here for you guys that are hanging out and listening to this part of the the live show. I really appreciate you guys listening to this because uh, they fund this so I can do this every week. Uh, and, uh, and for you guys, and of course, everybody who does super chats, that's awesome. Like I said, it's, it's a really great thing uh, that we were able to come so far uh, with the channel. My wife uh, made a comment the other day and it was really powerful for me, uh, which is, she said, you know, uh, we were talking about coming up on 40 million views and 200,000 subscribers. And she said, yeah, you've done it with almost no corporate funding. Uh, and I say almost no, because I mean, obviously companies have sent it free product throughout the years, but you understand what I'm saying. It was at the very least, I could tell you this, it's been 98% funded by everybody who's watched and uh, by buying merch, by supporting through Patreon. Uh, and, uh, and it just feels crazy. I, in fact, when she said it to me, that's the only reason I'm sharing with you is it just it was like hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, Wow, that's uh, pretty cool. It just doesn't seem like uh, we were able to do it, but we did it. Uh, so uh, anyways, as always, guys, make sure you hit the thumbs up, somebody put. I think that's great too. And I'll see you guys next week and look forward for uh, starting in December, man, tons of videos. So uh, if you guys uh, want to help, uh, you can always watch them or just let them play in the background or let use them to annoy your uh, uh, family that's staying for the holidays. <laughs> Whatever works best for you guys. All right. Till next time, thank you for your time and uh, know your gear.